0: Today we begin the final week of the Halachos of Tzedakah and Meiser. We begin by discussing the aspect of Tzedakah as it resembles nidarim, as it resembles a vow. When a person accepts on himself to give, let's say, a hundred dollars to this and this poor person, that's considered like a nether, like a vow. Now we know that during the time of the B'Shemikdash... There, were, <coughs> there was a concept where a person would accept on himself a nether to bring a carbon, and he was obligated to bring a carbon without procrastinating. And the Gemara gives a time frame of Shalish Regalim, three Regalim, to bring the carbon, meaning to say he may not allow three holidays to pass without bringing it. Paiskim compares a to a carbon in this regard, and they say that it is also subject to the prohibition of Baal to Acher, but without the extension of Shalash Regalim, without the extension of the three holidays. Therefore, if one pledged money to Tzedakah, and there are poor people around, he must give it out immediately, because the concept of Shalash Regalim is only because it needs to give a person time to get the carbon and to bring it to the base of Mikdash, etc. But there are poor people all, available all the time. And therefore, as soon as he accepts on himself to give the tsaka, he should give it right away to the poor person. Now, we mentioned that with mycer, however, a person can set up a schedule to give miser. For some people, it's inconvenient to give from every single paycheck. Therefore, they can give it every six months or once a year. However, once the miser money has been separated, it should be distributed right away in a timely fashion, and if someone asks him for a donation for himself and he has Meister money, it's possible that he has an obligation of tzedakah, aside from the mitzvah of Meister, to give a man the, the man the donation on the spot. Now, as we said before, every individual has the right to use his personal miser money for whatever good cause he wants. So while he may give out the money right away, if he prefers to give a monthly check over a certain number of months, he has a right to do so. Once someone has separated his maester money, it's advisable to put the money in a separate bank account and then keep it separate. This way it doesn't get mixed up with the other money. Now, when a person separates, or accepts, sorry, when he first accepts on himself the mitzvah of tzedakah, the concept of balta'achar of waiting too long to give the tzedakah applies, like we said before. So now where does this come from? What's the source of this halacha? So the Gemara says, in Rosh Hashanah, that Aleph, Omar Utsadaka Altar, A person is required to give the nether of Tzadaka immediately. Because there are poor people right here available right now to give it to. So the Gemara says, Shita, it's Pashat. The Gemara says, Mahu Tayma. You would have thought the de binyan carbonus because the pasuk about is written by carbonus. So add the averyalogim carbonus. So it should be based on the parameters of carbonus, which is three regalim Khamash It's not like that. Why? the The intention of the tyra was dependent on the situation. And over there, since it's something that depends on the regalim. So you have those three I will But over here by tzedakah that's not the case, the because there are poor people available and therefore the Baltaakah would be immediately. Shu Khanara consideration on Zion of Gimel says, tzedakah is included as as a vow, it's considered a vow. It's considered a nether. Therefore, someone who says, I'm accepting on myself to give a sela to tzedakah, or this sella, this coin, is tzedakah, whether he said, I'm going to give $100, or he said, this $100 bill is tzedakah, he's required to immediately give it to a poor person. And if he procrastinated... He transgresses balta acher immediately. Why? He has the ability to give this $100 bill immediately. And there are aniam here. There are poor people available right here. Why don't you just give it to them right now? However, if there are no poor people right now, you can set it aside until aniam come. Now the shach points out, he's not required to go look for an necessarily. He can set it aside until the ni'am come. All this applies to tzedakah, that all you need to do is take the dollar and give it to the poor person, or the hundred dollar bill that you promised, and give it to the poor person. Or when a per- when a person accepts on himself to give tzedakah and shul to give it to the Gabai, or a different organization shiyesh alit the that has to give it to the treasurer he does not transgress Balta ta'acher even though there are poor people around because that's not connected to him ela mk in tava so how would he transgress balta'ach? As soon as the gabei asks him for the hundred dollars that he pledged, and he has the hundred dollars, then he's over right away, and the gabei would have immediately dispersed the charity, the tzedakah, to the poor people. If the gabei has no idea that he made this pledge, so he's required to inform the Gabi that he made this pledge, in order that the Gabi should be able to collect the money from him. If the nature is that we don't immediately give these Aniyim, let's say they're only given once uh, a month or a year or whatever, it's not called Aniyim Mitzuim until that time. The same applies if, if he says, "I'm going to give money to this specific ani." Ainu over is not is not going to transgress Balta to acher ad sheyovei oise ani until that poor person uh, actually comes along. I will give the sharanim even though there are other aniim available. Continues the mechaber vidafka b'mafresh tzedaka stamp. All this applies when he separates tzedaka stamp. Avo call adam yochel halfresh mois l'tzedaka. But a person has the right to separate his money into a checking account that he should have available to disperse it little by little according to how he sees fit. For example, to send a monthly recurring payment to a maesid or to a tztaka, etc. He doesn't have to immediately give out all the tztaka that he has. Or if he made it tonight at the time that he made the nether or, or the nedav of tzedakah, <speaking in Hebrew> if he made conditions, made a precondition that the money that he's going to give tzedakah, they should have a right to change it from one tzedakah to the next, or they, those days they would take it and, and melt it down into a larger coin or whatever, that he's allowed to do, he's allowed to make such a condition. The Taz, in the Sifkaton Gimel on the side, says as follows, <coughs> I will call Adam yachla hafresh ma'ethu tzedakshu monochem etzloy b'shem aramba, b'tur b'shem aramba, im ein aniyim yafresh u'meniyach ha'chi imatze ani. Let's say there are no aniyim around. He should separate the tzedakah until he finds a poor person. V'mhissu shalayitin ha'chi imatze ani ain't zarech la hafresh. And if he says that he should not be required to give until he finds the ani, he doesn't even have to separate it. That the, the intention of the Rambam is that even if they, let's say, there are no poor people around, at least you can separate it. If he made a condition, he's not going to give till he finds the Ani. We say that the intention is that he does not want to be obligated at all, not to separate it either. Why did he speak this out specifically? Of course he doesn't have to give. There's no poor people. Who's he supposed to give it to? That he didn't want to have to accept on himself even to separate it. That means to say, he accepted himself to give a, to give only when the ani comes along, but not to simply have a Chiv to separate it immediately. And the Taz explains that the practical nafkemita of this is that If he wants to separate, if he wants to accept on himself to to give it a little bit at a time, in that case, he can make it tonight. He shouldn't have to be obligated even to separate it. And therefore, each time, he can take a certain amount out of the money and then give it. So he shouldn't be obligated to separate the whole thing immediately, rather to give it little by little. Now, regarding a, a nether let's say a person makes a exception on himself to give money to the Beis HaMikdash, or Kotchim. we find in the Gemara that even a mental commitment, even a person who thinks in their mind, a nether, so to speak, it's going to have validity, it's going to mean something, it's going to obligate him in his chiv. Now this is different than we find by other things. I mean, usually if a person has in mind a certain thing, a certain kavanah or whatever, if if he, accept, if he has in mind, let's say, the bracha, it's not going to be valid. If a person ha- accepts on himself something, simply by thinking about it, he decides, I want to, let's say, I want to go to, whatever it is, I want to go visit so and so, in his mind, and then afterwards he changes his mind. There's no issue of a nether there. But when it comes to tzedakah. Here we find that the Gemara says, the say, that thinking in your mind with, with a final kind of thought obligates a person to a certain extent. The Gemara says, The words of your mouth you should, you should keep and you should do. I would only know that that refers to actually verbalizing something how do we know that the same thing applies by simply finalizing in your heart, by simply finalizing a decision in your mind? There's such a concept as Nediv a person who's, who is generous in his heart. So therefore, we see that the generosity of the heart is considered a kind of Chiv neder. So the Gemara says, Shani Kol so the Gemara is telling us that a person who has a thought to bring Truma or Kachem to the base of that's going to be a valid obligation. And the Gemara says maybe we should learn to other places like Shavuos or whatever over there in the Gemara. The Gemara says, no, you cannot learn that because those sukukum are unique to those halachas. However, we see from here that the concept of making a nether in your mind is enough to obligate a person. So a person does not to be the nether with his mouth. So the point of the Gumar is that there's a chiv, even though a person merely made a decision in his heart. Furthermore, we find that the Ramam says in Mechira, another interesting difference that applies to Tzedakah, which you would not necessarily apply to other things. The Ramam says, It does not work like the regular Kenyan acquisitions by a regular person, meaning to say by normal um, day-to-day commerce. Because if a person would have said, A person who says that whatever baby my, my animal has, and the, the, whatever uh, the, the baby that's born, the offspring of the animal, even though it doesn't exist yet, um, should be Hektish about the kabais or it should be on me, or whatever, so forms of nadara more hektish. These things will work even though it's a dabra shalaibal oilam, even though it's non existent in the world. So therefore we see a difference, a clear difference between the way that a nether works and a regular Kenyan should work. The Ravid disagrees that it's difficult to say that it should apply on the item itself. And the rabbi comes out that it would that it makes more sense to say that the obligation is more on the person. That means to say, if he says that I will give a hundred bushels of apples to this and this tzedakah, the time of the Shabbos, even though they didn't grow yet, but I will give, I accepted it on myself, that's another that's valid. But if I say that the hundred bushels that grow from this tree, these trees, from this vineyard, should be given the time of the Shabbos, that would not be considered. Um, valid, because there's no chafetz, there's no item here to have the chalois, to have it chal, on but it's considered like a davr shaloi so therefore it's basically saying that the chiv, that a person is himself, in tzedakah according to the Rambam, you could even say that something that's non-existent should have the status of a chiv on you, I'm sorry, should have the status of hafrash at the raivet, on the other hand, says, no, the chaifetz ch- itself cannot be considered in the status of hafroshet tzach, or rather, you can accept on yourself an obligation to mechaivet. Let's read the words of the raivet inside. Omer Avram, roya ani, ki hu moisif hafil adivay ravza. We'll skip to the period five lines in. Vani oimer, shemchaiv asmei bekach, sha omer etnin <speaking> la niim kach bekach, min haperish hayotu bekerem shali. If a person says, I am going to give to the poor people these pears that come out of this vineyard. <speaking in Hebrew> that makes sense. He obligates himself. I will give the fruits that come out of this vineyard. <speaking in Hebrew> but if he says that from the fruits that grow from this vineyard, a hundred bushels should be given to poor people, that he's not accepting it on himself personally. Like, <speaking in Hebrew> it's not going to the aniyam will not be kainah according to this shita. So that's the opinion of the ravens.